What's up, everybody? Before we start the episode, I want to remind you again about the contest we have going on, sponsored by CoolHockey.com. Um, go follow at HockeyPodNet, Hockey P-O-D-N-E-T, on Twitter and check out their pinned tweet uh, for details on this contest. Basically, the way it works is you'll go to CoolHockey.com slash THPN uh, and enter our promo code while you're there, THPN, at checkout to save yourself uh, some money on a whatever hockey jersey you want. So not only... Do you get that jersey at a discounted rate, which is great already? But then go to that pen tweet at HockeyPodNet and reply to it, telling them that you entered so that they can link your Twitter account to that entry. And now uh, you're entered into a raffle. And on June 1st, they're going to draw a winner. Whoever wins gets to be a guest on their uh, favorite team's podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. So good luck to you and check that out. Thank you to Cool Hockey. You are listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, every team everywhere. Follow us at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. New episodes every Monday. You can download them at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Siren Sounder Podcast back again. It is episode uh, 398. I feel like I already used that episode number. If I did, whatever. Who cares? None of it's real. Uh, We're living in the Matrix. And uh, let me find my freaking notes here. But we have some actual news. Like, some stuff's going on in the the realm of the NHL. Um, So that's cool, and hockey in general. So it won't just be me spewing nonsense for about a half an hour at you this time. You actually get some substance, and we get to talk about some things that might actually matter. And that's always nice to get to do that instead. Uh, so before we jump into that, I guess I just want to remind everybody um, to subscribe to the feed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. Siren Sounder, a Kane's podcast. While you're there, drop a rating, review it if you'd like. Certainly would appreciate it. Um, and you know, make sure you're checking out everything the Hockey Podcast Network is doing. Follow at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. If you're there, you might as well follow. Sa- oh, forgot my own Twitter handle. Uh, SS Kane's Podcast on Twitter. Go follow those. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listening to this right now. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, so, hockey stuff. First of all, I guess we need to talk about the fact that the AHL officially, um, postponed or sorry canceled its season so it was just kind of in a weird realm of like indefinite uh suspension right just like the nhl is and they decided like ah nope we're done we're canceling it so um that is what happened to the ahl they will not resume um and what that means for the nhl is that if there is a resumption of play um we will have expanded rosters so you know obviously they can have more players up on the nhl roster from their ahl team because those guys aren't going to play so if you're under contract with them uh you're up and that means they can also condense any sort of schedule they would do because you know if there's any injuries or anything like that you have kind of reinforcements on standby uh so unfortunate for the ahl but 
I think we all kind of saw it coming. Any league that wasn't the NHL uh, just doesn't the, – the money isn't as big of a deal, and so it's more likely that you're going to cancel it. You also don't have the resources to uh, kind of just span indefinitely without kind of putting the kibosh on stuff early on. So uh, here is the deal, and this is from a lot of proposed uh, – Proposed plans between, you know, whatever this committee is called, like the return to play committee or whatever you want to name it. Uh, but these, these, the players union and the owners and, and the league itself um, have been, you know, getting together throughout this weekend to meet. And it seems like they're coming closer to a decision on this stuff. It, it do, definitely does seem like we are leaning toward a world in which uh, the NHL resumes. Uh, but it does not look like it will resume a regular season, which, I mean, I think we all knew that was happening, right? That was kind of like uh, best-case scenario for the league for a while until it wasn't really able to be. I mean, we're in May now, so you, you're, I mean, you're so severely impacting the next season that it's, 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 you don't want to do that. So now what the deal is is they're looking at not just jumping straight to playoffs, but a playoff field um of currently the proposal there's a couple of options out there but the one that it looks like they're leaning towards and i can explain why in a minute is a 24 team format so uh sorry to the seven teams below that uh your seasons are done everyone else there will be four hub cities um which they haven't decided on those yet but it looks like they could be coming out with some potential decisions here soon in the next week so keep your ears and your eyes out for that um and in addition to that it would be uh, six teams per hub city, right? So they'd be broken up essentially per division. Um, or, you know, in the case of wildcard teams, you'd just be put with the closest grouping. That makes the most sense. Um, and then you've got six teams in each hub city, and they would start with a round-robin tournament. So if you don't know how round-robin works, basically uh, you play each team. Like you play everybody, and then that the kind of standings of that little pre-tournament determine the standings for the real tournament. So obviously, since there's six teams in each, uh, you would have to have some buys, right, to make that work. So what it would be is the round robin, and then after the round robin, uh, the top, and I and I believe the way this would work is it's also, it factors in not just that little tournament, um, but also, you know, sorted by a points percentage from the actual regular season that happened. Otherwise, the regular season would not really mean anything at this point. Uh, but I don't think those details are super clear just yet. And of course, these are all just proposed plans anyway. So trying to really nail it down to every detail is, is a little pointless right now. But that's the main idea. You would get the seating down. You'd have one through six in each hub city. And uh, the top two teams would get a bye. The next four would play each other. It would go three versus six in a two best of three series. And uh, f- uh, four versus five. And then obviously the winner of those play the top two teams. Very similarly to how it would work in a regular uh, playoff situation. So you have your 16, then after that you'll have eight. The uh, other eight will jump in, you have 16 again, and we go from there. I don't know if they plan to do best of three for every series or not, um, but right now it looks like definitely best of three for the early games at least. But my guess is that they will uh, probably jump into a best of seven um after those initial series i think that the, it's basically a play-in you know after the round robin and the seating there uh the like the teams that have buys 
once they are playing, I think we're doing best of seven. I think, you know, that can change, and it definitely depends on how much time we have left by the time, you know, they could come out and say, like, hey, we're doing this in two weeks. Or it could be, oh, it's going to have to be a month and a half from now, and in that case, like, we, we don't have time to do all these best of sevens. Um, and so here's what we're looking at. Oh, lost my article here. One sec. Uh, here's what we're looking at. Well, let me go, let me do this. Sorry, jumping all over the place, but let me do this. The other option, instead of a 24-team uh, kind of play-in thing for the playoffs, would be a 20-team play-in, okay? And the I'm in favor of this one, and I think a lot of people are, but I can explain to you why it probably won't get picked. But here's the benefits of this. The benefits of the 20-team are, hey, look, there are some teams outside of that that uh, you know, a lot of owners have brought up these, these teams are sellers. I mean, for example, uh, the Blackhawks, uh, teams like that, you know, that are clearly weren't expecting to make the playoffs, um, as a, as a top 16 team and sold off, you know, got a bunch of stuff in return for other things. And now would still be able to have a chance to win the Stanley cup. If that was the case, they wouldn't have gotten all those things. And also teams wouldn't have given them those assets, uh, for those players. So it's just kind of a weird thing, and you know we've talked about that—the weirdness of the trade deadline once the season is like in kind of up, up in the air, like what's going to happen. Um, so it, I, I mean, you know, I think twenty is plenty. I think that you know, outside of that, it's so unlikely that those teams were going to make the playoffs. That you know, in a, it's already weird if you're not finishing the regular season. I mean, I think if you're going to expand it, adding four more teams in is is fair. Uh, so. That's what I would be thinking because, to be honest, I think those are the only teams that realistically had a shot anyway. But I get the argument that, like, oh, well, if we went on a tear and everybody else starts sucking, we had a chance to get in. Well, yeah, but, you know, this is the reality, and I think we should just pick the most likely scenario. That's why I think 20 team would be better. And obviously the way that would work is the same same thing I just explained, except um, there would be uh, only one team that got a buy in each hub city. So that that's how that would work. Um, and yeah, I think that that would, I think that that would be more fair, uh, because I agree with those concerns that other owners have brought up that like, uh, these teams weren't, uh, planning on, you know, having, a a chance at winning the Stanley cup and, and now you're, you're throwing it at them and it's kind of crazy. All right. So with that being said, I guess let's kind of break this down and, uh, see what we'd be looking at here. So. Uh, to start it off in kind of the Atlantic group, um, what is projected right now? And of course, these are guesses. And I'm going off of an article from The Athletic um, by, I believe, Scott Burnside. I should probably know that. Yeah, Scott Burnside. Uh, so thank you. And, and Dom, uh, I'm not going to even I'm not going to even try to say my man's last name because, you know, just not going to get it right. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. So I'm not going to try. You're just dumb. You're that good. You've you've elevated yourself in journalism to where you're on a first name basis with the entire world. So congratulations, Dom. You're just dumb for the point of this conversation. But uh, he's provided the projected standings and, you know, through all those models that uh, I'm sure we've seen all the graphs and charts and everything. Um, and the articles from Scott Burnside. That's where I'm drawing this info from. Uh, but it, there's been a lot of sources around the league. Pierre Lebron, of course, um, and all sorts of insiders that, you know, get this knowledge from the people actually in the meeting. So credible information nonetheless, but this is what he has projected, um, for his kind of groupings. And I think that this makes sense. So I'm going to go with it as well. Uh, in what you would call the Atlantic world, whatever they want to put that hub city, you know, which of course it's not going to be 
at least uh, my understanding is it won't be any of those teams home. So let's say, for example, that Boston is going to be a hub city. Uh, the group with Boston in it would play elsewhere. That is my understanding of how that would work. Um, but that group would be uh, the Bruins, Lightning, Maple Leafs, uh, Panthers, Rangers, and Canadians. So you'd be moving the uh, Rangers basically into that division to group that up. And then the Metro teams uh, would be all Metro teams, and that would be Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders, and the Blue Jackets, and that is sorted via point percentage. So, uh, yes, the um, I believe the Islanders maybe had more points than the Hurricanes, uh, but based on point percentage, the Hurricanes would be fourth right there. So that's how it would go, and we'd go into round robin just like that. So really, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, and his projected uh, standings after the round robin go like this. And again, this is based off of models, so this is conjecture now. Um, but what would really happen in reality is those teams would play like they would all play each other, and then based off of those new standings, you would go into it. Um, and the projection goes like this in the Atlantic. It would be Tampa in the number one spot, Boston second, third would be Toronto, fourth Montreal, fifth New York Rangers, and sixth Florida Panthers. And then in the Metro, number one Pittsburgh, wow, number two Philly, number three Washington, number four Carolina, five Columbus, six Islanders. So, you know, that's those are projections. Um, the likelihood of those all happening is extremely low, uh, but that's, that's, that's an idea of what you could see. So if, if that were going to happen... The matchups would be, well, in the Atlantic, Tampa and Boston would get a bye. You'd have uh, Toronto playing Florida, and you'd have Montreal playing New York, the Rangers. Uh, and then out in the Metro land, you'd have Pittsburgh and Philly getting the byes. Washington would play the Islanders, and the Hurricanes would face off against the Blue Jackets. So, a quick break from the episode to tell you about our sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, if you don't know, what are you doing? But Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Uh, they've got this wonderful... First of all, they sent me their perfect package that includes the Lawnmower 3.0, which is a fantastic trimmer, uh, all of the little creams and ointments, you know, the ball deodorant and the toner, uh, super necessary. Your balls smell terrible. Why would you not put deodorant on them? You're going to put deodorant on your armpits? Put it on your leg pits, bro. Cream up them balls. Um, they also sent a wonderful, uh, leather, uh, toiletries bag, uh, travel bag. It's fantastic. It looks really fancy. You just look like a gentleman when you carry it around. Um, and they also sent me, uh, like a t-shirt and these boxers, dude, I just opened up today. Actually, I, I forgot that they were in there and my fiance was like, Oh, how come you haven't worn these yet? And I put them on, dude, these are the most comfortable things I've ever worn in my life. Straight up. I got to find more. I have to find more. Manscaped, I'll be reaching out for more of those boxers. But anyway, go check out Manscaped. Uh, If you don't know, Manscaped has revolutionized the men's below-the-belt grooming game. Uh, This new Lawnmower 3.0, somehow they improved on what was already good, um, and it's got the skin-safe technology. First of all, it's a a slick-looking tremor. It it looks good. Uh, It's it's got a little portable charger that looks good. The presentation was good, so good job. Check. Uh, secondly, the function one, it's got an led light helps great tool. Uh, it's battery lasts 90 minutes. You can get the job done no matter what, unless you Sasquatch. And if you're Sasquatch, probably, you know, 
I don't know, half two, you know? And then you get 180 minutes. That's it. There you go. Sasquatch 2, two Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0s. Uh, it has skin safe technology, so you will not nick or snag your nuts. Especially, I found, if you're using it in the shower, which to me is the easiest way to use it, I would definitely recommend doing that, especially with that light. You can see everything, and while the water's running down, it's like lubrication. And dude, it's smooth. You can't even feel it. It just, and there goes the hair. It's gone forever. Uh, until it grows back, that is, but can't control that. Um, so definitely, you need to go check out the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, and I can present to you this deal right now for your enjoyment. If you go to manscaped.com and uh, purchase your new Lawnmower 3.0 while you're there, enter the promo code THPN for 20% off and free shipping. Can't beat that. Manscaped.com, promo code THPN, 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped. Back to the episode. So the Hurricanes would be looking at a uh, a little best of three series against the Blue Jackets. That would be the case. I think it could also very well be the Islanders. Heck, it could be the Capitals. It could be the Penguins. Uh, I you know I think that they're most likely uh, competition based off of how the you know end of whatever season you want to call it before it was suspended. Uh, being that they were in fourth place, I think they probably stay somewhere around there. And you're looking at. Uh, either the Islanders or the Blue Jackets as their opponent. But, you know, Pittsburgh, I think, could sneak in there as well. I think that Washington and Philly um, are probably the, you know, it's it's less likely that they slip all the way down there, uh, being that they held those top spots and their point percentage was pretty damn high compared to everyone else. So those are just my thoughts on that. But Carolina, uh, I think, pretty well suited to win a best of three against either of those teams, especially we're talking uh, Dougie Hamilton back in action, a fully healthy roster other than unfortunately Brett Pesci which is a big blow uh but getting Dougie back and also um you know having uh Brady Shea and Sammy Votnin as well you know everybody's healthy so you you have replacement NHL level guys for Pesci's spot so that's good um you know and if the Hurricanes were to win that matchup uh you would be looking at a I guess best of seven series and they would be taking on the uh, Flyers uh, or the Capitals or whoever went first. But based on these projections, it would be the Flyers. Um, so that would be a that would be a tough one. But uh, hey, that's what the playoffs are. It's tough hockey, and you, that's that's what it is. So no really need uh, to go more in depth than that on potential matchups because I don't even know if there's going to be matchups. So I can't I can't go two levels of speculation. That's insanity. Uh, let's go out West. The projected, uh, standings in the West. This is based off of point percentage as the season, uh, was left. This is by the way, for the 24 team, uh, playoff format. So in the central little grouping, you'd have St. Louis first, second, Colorado, third, Dallas, fourth, Nashville, fifth, Winnipeg, and sixth, Chicago. Uh, and then in the Pacific grouping, you'd have number one, Vegas, Two, Edmonton, three, Vancouver, four, Calgary, five, Minnesota, and six, Arizona. Uh, did I say Minnesota and Arizona? I, I feel like I messed that up, but that's what it is. Um, so what changes if they go to a 20-team format is you drop four teams. So the, the bottom four teams based off of those uh, point percentage standings, uh, and those teams would be... Um, Uh, It looks like the Rangers, uh, Montreal Canadiens, and then out west, 
it would be Arizona and Chicago. Um, so then uh, you have some swaps to, to kind of rearrange uh, the divisions uh, just to keep, you know, like division opponents together. And same thing out west. Um, and then you'd have uh, Boston number one, Tampa number two, Toronto number three, Columbus number four, moving to that division, and Florida number five. And then in the Metro grouping, you'd have just Columbus knocked out. So it'd be Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, Carolina, New York. Now, if that's the case, if that goes down, what are we talking for the Hurricanes? You go round robin if it ends in those standings, like I just said. Uh, the Capitals would get a bye, Philly would play New York, and the Hurricanes would play the Penguins. Um, and based off of the projected, actually proje- based off of Dom's projected round robin standings, uh, the Hurricanes would be facing the Capitals after the round robin uh, went down. So it honestly could be any of those teams when you're talking about that type of standings. You could be facing anyone. Uh, so again, hard to get into speculation, but uh, interesting. We have, a, we have an idea for how the season goes on. I've been saying for a while, I think it's crazy. Um, you know, it would be great to do the regular season, but hey, I don't think that's really possible. This round robin is a, is a pretty good idea. It gives uh, the teams a chance. You know, obviously you're still in the playoffs no matter what, technically, uh, at least, you know, in the play-in, if you will, the best of three series um, to, to, you know, play the playoffs kind of like normal other than the fan aspect of it. But, you know, the best of seven is what I meant. Um, and you get a, you get a chance to acclimate to the the speed of the game and and everything. And you also get a chance to, um, you know, just, I don't know. I don't know what the other thing you get a chance to do is other than what I literally just said. But anyway, it's, it's kind of like the preseason idea they dropped out before. So not bad, um, and then that kind of clears some stuff up for the draft, I guess. And I I still expect them to come out with a decision for that like very very soon. So I guess look out for that as well. So let me know what you think. Um, you know, throw me your thoughts. Uh, I'll put up a little poll for it uh, at SSKane's podcast on Twitter. You know, let me know what you think. Twenty four team, twenty team. Are they both bad ideas? Who cares? Do you just want to see hockey and you don't care what it is? You don't care if it's like peewee pickup hockey? Uh, Cool. You know, all opinions are valid at this point for sure. Um, Dude, I saw, hang on, let me go back and find it here and kill some time on the mic while I do because I'm a skilled broadcaster. But I saw uh, a, my friend, I guess, sent me this like in a group chat. But I saw it was like a I don't maybe it was NBC who did it, um, but it was like a best all time roster for different teams and they were like putting uh, all the all the different teams in the league like up against each other like a poll you know like a vote like they usually do like Capitals all time team versus Hurricanes all time team and then you vote on uh, whose all time roster is better and it's like a tournament like that. Um, so this is this is this is what it said. Which starting lineup would win? And yeah, it was NHL on NBC on Instagram, I guess. All time, it was all time Hurricanes and all time Islanders. Okay, this is I, I don't care about the poll at all. This, but this is who they picked for uh, all time Hurricanes lineup: Ron Francis, Rod Brindamore, Eric Stahl, three centers. <laughs> which cool uh, might get a little spacing might get a little off there uh, with Justin Falk and Glenn Wesley. On defense, uh, and Cam Ward in net. Okay, so Ron Francis, cool. I'm fine with that. Uh, obviously, Hall of Famer. Rod Brindamore, obviously, 
you know I'm good with that. Uh, and Eric Stahl, yeah, I think all those, I think those are probably the best three players to play in a Hurricanes sweater, uh, as forwards at least. I mean, we can argue that if you want, but I don't think that that's a bad lineup by any means. That's probably about as good as it gets. Uh, on defense, Justin Falk, Glenn Wesley. Uh, look, I know, I already know, you know, go back and listen to episodes. I understand the Justin Falk dynamic. So trust me, I understand that uh, if if I defend Justin Falk, there's going to be people like, what's wrong with you? And if I, if I say, you know, the <laughs> if I say the contrary, like I just shit on him, people are going to be like, that's not fair, you know? I already know how that goes, but all I'm going to say is I, the the definite one for me is Glenn Wesley. And look, I mean no disrespect to Glenn Wesley. I have a lot of respect for Glenn Wesley and what he did for the Hurricanes, but it seems like when we look back, and I feel like this happens for a lot of players on different teams too, it seems like when we look back on certain players, we remember them more fun. It's like the opposite of a recency bias. <laughs> like we remember them more fondly than they actually were. Like, you look back and be like, oh, remember that guy? Yeah, he was so good. Like, But then you're like, was he, though? Was he that good? I mean, like, obviously he was good. He stayed on the team for a while, and he always had a roster spot. But, like, to me, Glenn Wesley was, like, kind of a perennial, like, third-pairing guy. And if he wasn't, it's probably because our defense wasn't that good. Uh, I don't really understand, you know, I feel like the only reason his jersey is retired. And, again, I don't mean, I know this sounds like I'm just hating on Glenn Wesley, but I'm just sharing an opinion. I'm not hating. He's a great hockey player. Uh, I feel like the reason why his jersey was retired is because of the longevity he put in with the team, which I think is a perfectly fine reason uh, to, you know, retire someone's jersey and winning a Stanley Cup. I think like, that's awesome. Like, cool. Go for that. Um, but talent-wise, like, Glenn Wesley is the second-best defenseman in, in Carolina Hurricanes history? That's what you're telling me? I mean, I think one of the best defensemen uh, that the Hurricanes have ever had is playing right now, and his name's Jacob Slavin, so, you know, I could see. But maybe they were, like, trying so hard to compensate for recency bias that they were like, we got to go at least way back. Um, but, you know, Falk, whatever. Uh, keep Falk on there, that's fine. He, you know, obviously his stats, if you look at it, he had some really good years for the Hurricanes. If not, like, a Jacob Slavin, I mean, hello, do we remember a Brett Hedekin? And how much better he was than Glenn Wesley, all, like always. Uh, so that offended me a lot. Uh, Brett, I'm sorry they did that to you. But uh, you should definitely be on an all-time uh, Hurricanes lineup when we're talking about defensemen. Especially if, uh, especially over Glenn Wesley, you know. Just, what are we doing? Uh, goalie Cam Ward, you know, we can argue that all day, but I have to agree I mean if you Michael Smith and I actually when I had him on had a similar conversation I think it was uh a Twitter question maybe someone asked about like an all-time uh 3v3 lineup or something like that and we both said you know you kind of have to go for Cam Ward uh in goal when you look at the longevity of what he provided and at his best he was just really good like these I'm picking these players at their best in a Hurricanes uniform I'm not just picking them like now obviously otherwise Ron Francis is like 55 years old uh so (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't go for that. But I thought that was kind of crazy. It's interesting when NBC does anything regarding the Hurricanes because I feel like they don't watch the Hurricanes. Uh, But hey, what are you going to do? That's about all I got in the hockey world to talk about. So sorry there's not more going on. But, um, you know, I'm expecting a decision uh, on this stuff. So, you know, I I think it's great. I think it's great that uh, we're nearing this level of progress and – all this sort of stuff. I've been super distracted. The the it's such a weird vibe. I'm sure a lot of you can identify with me on this. It's 
it's such a weird vibe now because of all this stuff. Like because of everything that's going on, um, it's it's it doesn't feel like an off season, you know. It basically what I'm saying is my excitement and anticipation is like way lower than I would logically think it would be. Like I kind of am, have almost been apathetic about the NHL season for like a while now, and I guess it's kind of because I'm si- I, I got sick of just people speculating like, oh, they could do that. I'm gonna take the dude. They don't know. Nobody knows. And until I just have an answer, I don't really. I'm checking out. Because I'm sick of reading all this stuff and I'm sick of hearing everybody talk about, oh, what if they did this and arguing back and forth. And it's like, dude, there's no point in arguing a solution that you have no idea if it's even close to possible yet. So how about wait until that happens and then you can argue the solution. Uh, so I think that that's, the, that's kind of why I feel this way. But uh, in a, you know, there's no hockey going on. So already I guess your interest level drops slightly. Uh, but for me, the offseason is a super exciting time. You know, I'm looking forward to the draft, and I'm looking forward to free agency, and I'm looking forward to uh, just build the new team, like, you know, seeing who's going to be on the team for next year, and then I just get excited for the next season, and I'm just, like, waiting for it to happen, and there's a lot of anticipation. But my interest level is still very high. Like, I'm still interested in it the whole time. Right now, I guess it's because none of that stuff is, like, I can't see it, you know? I can't see, uh, I can't see playoffs. I can't see... The draft. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know when free agency is going to be. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know anything. It's just kind of in limbo. And I guess just the general like bummed out feeling about everything being all weird across the entire world, like not even hockey related, just like it's a weird feeling, right? You just kind of like, eh, you just feel lethargic, I guess. I don't know. It's it's really weird. Um, But, you know, starting to get back to work and everything is good. It's weird. I spent like a full day at my office last week um like 8 to 4 30 and I was like this is weird I looked at my boss and I was like this is weird but it's good but it's weird like it feels weird to be here all day and work like a full day I haven't worked like that kind of day in a while that's a good thing uh it's a sign of of uh you know us it's a sign of progress which is good um supposed to get married on June 20th uh here in Savannah uh so I'm excited about that that's coming up in you know a month now, wild, um, a month from, I guess it'll be Wednesday. That is crazy, dude. And there's been a lot of, man, I can't tell you how many times everybody's like, so what's going on? And I'm like, well, let me tell you, the one thing I would not do is have information on whether or not my wedding was taking place or being moved and be like, I'll hold this to myself and no one else will find out until I decide. Like, no, dude, you don't want to know more than I do. You don't. Like, I get it. You're traveling. You're booking hotels and stuff. You need to know. But you don't need to know more than I do. I'm the one getting married. It's way more important to me. It's mine. Like, it's my event, you know? I care about it more than you do. Even if you think you care about it so much, I guarantee you I care about it more than that, okay? So I'm not sitting here like, whatever, if it happens, it happens. Like, no. I'm trying to figure it out too, but it's just like the NHL season stuff. Like, you know, what's, it's just, you gotta wait. I like, I don't know. Like right now it's always been like, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, it should be okay as long as it's okay. Like it's not an answer, you know? Uh, but you know, luckily we've gotten to a point now where it seems like every, the venue is going to be able to reopen on June 1st and, and get everything. So, uh, we should be able to do it. It's probably going to be a different type of deal. Um, like people are going to be wearing masks and, uh, 
probably sitting farther apart and all that sort of stuff. And um, it won't be the same. And it's a bummer for sure. I think about that a lot. And it's it's definitely a bummer uh, because you want that, you know, that event and that uh, the dancing and the going out to bars and stuff. Like I, I want to do that. Uh, but if we can't do it safely, then we can't do it. But the most important thing is just having it. So, uh, that's kind of where my mind's been. That's probably another reason why I haven't been super interested in following the, uh, NHL news as closely as I have. Basically every Sunday, I kind of just get on my phone and look up NHL news and find the closest stuff. And if it's important enough, my friends probably text me about it. So, uh, honestly, I get most of my news from, uh, my friends sending me articles and images and but usually what happens is they're like oh I heard this and I'm like but who'd you hear that from though and then I distrust their uh information so then I go look it up and that's how I find my information it's still me doing it but it's sparked by my distrust of my friend's information uh because I always feel like they're probably wrong about it you know and sometimes they are and sometimes they're not one time one of my best friends texted me and said uh man Calvin DeHaan getting traded and just, or he said Dahan with like a frowny face. And I was like, what about him? And he was like, he's getting traded. And I was like, no, he's not. And then I like looked it up real quick. I was like, did I miss something? And there was nothing on it anywhere. And I was like, where'd you hear that from? And he's like, I have my sources. And I just went like, fuck you, dude. You're not an insider. You don't know shit. Calvin Dahan's not getting traded. And like an hour later, they were like, Calvin Dahan traded to Chicago. And I texted him. I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, see, don't distrust me. And apparently they know somebody uh, that was like dating one of the players. Uh, so that's how they found out. But, uh, you know, most of the time I get that information and I, you know, with the same stuff, sometimes from the same person and you know who you are if you're listening, but you're probably not listening and it's all good. Uh, and I just go, you're wrong about that most likely. So let me go prove it to you that you're wrong and I'll look it up. And then that's how I learn. (laughs) So that's what it is. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate you if you've made it with me this far. Um, again, hopefully more news comes out. Let me know what you think. Follow at SS Kane's podcast on Twitter. Follow at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. Definitely go check out that contest in their pinned tweet. Um, and let me know on the poll if you think uh, if you think it's uh, better to do a 24-team uh, playoff type thing or a 20-team playoff thing. But I actually, I never got to that point. The reason why it will definitely be 24 is the money. If you think of who, you're, who you'd lose out of that, the Rangers, a lot of money in their fan base, uh, just because it's a big, fam- like a big market, I mean. Uh, Montreal, a lot of money to lose. Uh, and when I say that, I mean like TV and, and everything. Every, like the interest, the, the bigger the, the pool is, you know, it's the whole reason why they had this discussion on expanded playoffs, which I don't want at all. I think 16 is already plenty if not too many when you have you know 31 teams over half the league gets in um you look at other leagues and that's not how it goes so um it's just like i think it's fine but the reason why we'll eventually trend that way is money it's always money it's because the more teams you can have in the more games you're continuing to play each season the more merchandise you're selling the more tickets you're selling uh the more tv uh, ratings you're getting, and it just means more money. So you know, I get it from a business standpoint why they why they do it. But at a certain point, like let's not uh, let's not fuck up the integrity of the game just for money. I get it that you need money to keep it going, but uh, what? Why are we doing it? You know, there's a lot of ways you could make the most money off of it, but it wouldn't be cool. Eventually, you'll lose interest. You know, the more you do that, so fine line. But probably they'll go with a 2014. But let me know what you think either way. Uh, whether you think 24 or 20, or if you don't care at all, uh, it'll be up on a poll. Thanks for listening. 
you know, you can always email sirensounderpod at gmail.com or uh, text or call, but you're not going to do it, so I don't even care anymore. I'm not even going to tell you the number. Uh, you'll find it. Go back on previous episodes if you really want to find it. Thanks again. See you guys next Monday.